Stag. Man and his amazing friends. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Stegman and his amazing friends. I'm back. Hey everyone, it's been a minute since I've been on the show. I'm one of two supple boys that helps makes this uh, makes this happen or not happen every week. Uh, I'm Griffin, joined by my best friend and creative partner Ethan. Hey, bud. how's it going, man? And this is Ryan Stegman's podcast. Hey, Ryan. Uh, hi, uh, Griffin. Right now, you're off to the side of your camera. Point it right at your face. No, that way. Yes, right there. Right here. Yeah, because we got three. I'll try and stay right. We got right the, in the Neapolitan perfectly centered. Three. There you go. All right, go ahead. Hey, great all way right. to start. Woo! <laughs> They'll be perfect for the people listening to the podcast. They can't see it, so it doesn't matter. Uh, welcome everybody to just another Stegman and his amazing friends live. It's just the Supples and Ryan today, so we're gonna kind of relax and do a little mailbag. A little pop culture news, Ooh. maybe. Uh, maybe talk about a cool announcement that our best friend Ryan Stegman dropped today <laughs> that involves uh, our amazing friend Donnie Cates and maybe a character named Venom and Null. That sounds pretty cool to you. <laughs> I don't know, Ryan. That sounds pretty cool to me. I'm trying to figure out. It wasn't today, Griffin, that we announced it. it Second wasn't. of all, you're still going off the camera. <laughs> I don't. All right, here. How's this? A little better. A little better, okay. but when you start talking, you keep leaning over to the ah, left. Ah, because my mic is over to the side. I'll try and bring it in front of my stupid face. No, turn your camera. Face. For it Christ sucks because oh, I can't see Oh, there we go. It. Now you're good. <laughs> you're I am perfect. watching you're a perfect. delayed feed. You're beautiful. Ah, oh, thanks, Ryan. Hey, no, I do want to talk about um, King in Black, which mm-hmm. is your guys' next big event coming up in your Venom saga. Ryan, can you breathe a little bit more now that uh, it's out? Yeah, I am excited to, that we finally got to show a little bit of art, but I'd like to be able to show more because I've been creating stuff in a vacuum for so long. Mm-hmm. But I would like to point out to people uh, that are watching this right now that there was a moment where Donnie yeah. flat out yeah. said that <laughs> the book was called King in Black uh, yeah. after he had been on a call with CB live on the show, and we just acted like it didn't happen. <laughs> and then somebody somebody commented... What's King in Black? And we deleted it immediately. Uh, Just silenced all the witnesses. We got away with it. Yeah, we got away with it somehow. Um, but we're yeah we're we're uh, glad to have it announced and uh, um, that first cover's out there and it's pretty baller if I do say so myself. Hell yeah! And uh, it is a fucking insane book and just totally nuts. Like I I mean. On the one hand, it's a dream come true to draw it, but it's also the hardest thing I've ever had to draw, and it's the best. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm bringing my A game, so hell yeah, yeah man. it's really good. Really, yeah, really that good. Really that cover is happening. super, super sweet. Of course, um, you were telling us that it took you guys uh, a couple of times to nail the colors, and I was curious about that. What was it about it that you wanted? What was the sort of tone that you guys were looking for? Did you want to try and just capture that same sort of energy that Abscarn did, or? Uh, yeah, well, the, the whole series has been sort of um, horror-based, and mm-hmm. uh, we felt like the first colors that Frank did were really good. I mean, he gave it his all, and we, yeah. I loved it, but it was like not sc- feeling scary. It felt like poppy and, you know, marvel-y. Sure. It felt like a cover that you would see on any book, and we needed to kind sure. of um, find something that would, you know, kind of 
make it f- so that people knew that it wasn't just that, that it was something yeah. scarier and more intense. And so he, he, we got that red in there and all that. And it was, um, yeah, it was, a it was a process, but you know, sometimes it, it's actually always on number one covers. We have quite the process. We almost every other book, I nail the design in one. We just kind of do it and we go out with it. Mm-hmm. And uh, every single number one that we've done. So we did Venom number one. We did Absolute Carnage number one. And we did uh, King and Black number one. Yeah. Which all of those took each like 10 layouts before I finally got one that we all agreed on. Um, this one I actually did do, I think I did six layouts before finally we were like, you know what we should do is have all the characters on it. Because we want people to know that this is... Yeah. a um, Marvel-wide event. Mm-hmm. So we were trying to get, you know, the, the heavy hitters on that cover um, so that people know that it's not just... I mean, Absolute Carnage was Marvel-wide-ish, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, it was really like kind of a spider um, a spider Book. title. This yeah. one has everybody in it. Yeah, absolutely. And that cover, when you've got characters like Cap and Iron Man on the cover, but Venom is front mm-hmm. and center... That's fucking, that's fucking sick. <laughs> that is worthy of some chains in the chat. If yeah. you guys want to drop some chains in the chat. Celebratory for, chains. Uh, Venom being the the star, the headliner uh, of this massive, massive event. Because that is really, really awesome. And of course, we've already talked about a whole bunch with how you guys have just escalated that character to entirely new heights. And it is just awesome. Um this is really, truly like the culmination of everything. Uh, uh, it's, yeah, it's the story that we've been building to the whole time. And I got, I'll be honest, quarantine and mm-hmm. all this stuff that's gone down has just given me more time to draw the crap out of it because Sweet. we we were supposed to be coming out in August, I believe, um, which right now I'd be sweating because I would be way behind, but Ooh. you know it's not coming out till <laughs> de- December, so yeah. I'm going to get to kill it. Ryan, what are you sipping on tonight? A Cabernet Sauvignon. Nice. I thought it was a little early because it's five o'clock, but then I decided, (laughs) fuck it. Five o'clock's happy hour, brother. I can't. I can't not drink during the podcast. It's part of the, part of the thing. Especially when it's such a supple hour here today. You've shaved. You're looking more supple than ever. How do you feel? I hate it. I hate every time I shave. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I hate looking at my face. (laughs) You're telling me, man. Last time I shaved, I got. Just <laughs> shit on into another dimension. Wait, look at this though. Look at my my new development. You see oh that? shit! Some quarantine flow. Yeah, my wife likes my hair longer now, so I'm right. like, apparently not cutting it short anymore. Wow. <laughs> Ever again, Donnie's got his his mullet hawk. I've got my bun in right now. <laughs> mm, that's that's a pigtail. Like, <laughs> that is not a bun. Pigtails is two. It's a pony. Yeah, tail. but it looks literally like a pig's tail. <laughs> is what I'm saying. <laughs> Fuck. All right. I will never speak again on this podcast. <laughs> I guess, uh, Ethan, you can take over forever from now on. Um, Ryan, I'm very, very excited for King and Black. Uh, of course, we may or may not have known about it for a while now, and uh, it's just been super exciting to see you guys kind of ramp everything up and uh, now that it's out there officially it's going to be sweet and you guys are not ready for any of the shit that's about to go down <laughs> remember when we said that a whole bunch with abscarn mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. It's like that times 10, right, Ryan? Yeah. I mean, for real. Hell yeah. That is what it is. Yeah. It's it's de- it's like a steroided up absolute carnage, uh, you know, with a lot more death, a lot more. It's kind of like we had a lot of success with um, absolute carnage. So they mm-hmm. get the I feel like the editors are much more willing to work with us where as absolute carnage, there was occasionally not a lot, but there was occasionally you can't do that because this character, we need him for or her for such and such. Yeah. Um, but this one, they all seem to be bending over backwards to get oh, wow. us everything that we need. Yeah, so we haven't really been rejected on anything yet. Awesome. Um, speaking real quick, I just kind of want to keep talking about these covers uh, that you've got here, especially between Venom 1, Abscarn 1, and King in Black. Like, I think Abscarn uh, in particular to me is, is one that I think is just the sort of design elements that you guys have going in that cover. And the the fact that it is just soaked in that red is something about it feels so immediately iconic and king in black kind of feels like it's on that level of like that sort of infinity gauntlet sort of cover right you know you yeah. have that sort of you got thanos with the infinity gauntlet sparks kind of flying all over it kind of sticks out in your mind and this one with venom right up front and null sort of looming over all of our heroes is very reminiscent of that sort of thing for me yeah, that's exactly what we were going for. We all, we actually initially, our, the designs were, we were trying to do, we kept ending up trying to do like a uh, triptych. So, because we had the Venom number one cover where, you know, it's him mm-hmm. and it, he's right in the center. Then we had Absolute Carnage where he's right in the center. So, we were going to do Null right in the center for King in Black. Mm-hmm. I just got nervous that I was giving something away, but I'm not. <laughs> People know Null's in it. Um, <laughs> and uh, so, we were going to do something like that. But then again, like we decided. The that this what we really wanted to do was to hammer home that this was uh, yeah this was Marvel wide absolutely super excited December cannot come fast enough it's gonna be great Fuck yeah. um re- last thing I want to say unless you have anything else you want to add about King and Black oh real quick though dope logo I think mm-hmm. I think Nigel also said something about that our good buddy mm-hmm. Nane Wooten um. Did you design that? Who designed that logo? I did not. I my only I my only criteria was I said I want a square. I want a big mm-hmm. square, you know, that we can put on there. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they the guy they sent us. I guess they got their best designers on it, and they they sent us about four logos in that one. I mean, they were all squares, and they were all very similar to that one. But that one just really killed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. that's a great logo. It. Yeah, totally. For sure. Love it. Um. It's kind of like in the opposite sort of direction of Abscarn, which is like this big, loud, heavy metal looking thing. Uh, and this one still has that flavor to it, of course, in the font choice. But like you said, the design of it is so much more like uh, clean and like stampable. I love it. That's exactly it. The stamp. Mm-hmm. Th- that's what I want is we, we talked about that where we wanted to have something that you could put in a corner of another book to let it, you know that it ties in. We didn't want to totally. do, you know, you know how like Civil War had a very iconic look where they cut off half the cover and it was a yeah. giant Civil War. Yeah. Well, you know, people have tried to replicate that since then, I feel like, but we, we needed to find something new, I felt like. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, the the first cover that they put out, when they put out the um, promo image, the, the logo's actually going to be bigger on the, the main cover they just that was to get the promo image out sure um but we yeah we want that thing big on there and then you know if somebody else you know if somebody's tying into it you know you get that little stamp totally you know, of king and black so yeah very cool um marvel put out an official uh, video announcement for it 
And uh, I loved seeing that because one, I was like, oh, look at the boys. They hopped on Skype. They did it. They did it. Hell yeah. Well, they were, they were so impressed that we knew how to do it because we were like, yeah, no, we do this all the time. Like, Fuck yeah. They're like, you, you guys They're like have your cameras yeah. on already? Like, how do you, how do, you do this? It's paying off already. What I yeah. did love was I was watching the video and I was like, something about it. These boys are on a these boys are on a leash talking about this book. And then at the very end, it's got the little blooper segment where Donnie is being yeah. Donnie. And I was like, yes, there it is. <laughs> yeah, it was after they made us. We had said a bunch of stuff, and we were getting kind of like tired of it. And so then he just started <laughs> ranting. <laughs> awesome that's awesome i love it we so had, we didn't think that that was going to be in it it was just to a joke that he, i he love that doing. they included it uh yeah because you guys are such a big part of it i, th- I feel like yeah. more than some creative teams you guys your personas of course are so attached to it and are part of yeah. the reading experience because you guys interact so much with everybody like that is kind of part of it right is being able to reach out to you guys and uh, listen to your awesome podcasts <laughs> produced by a couple of handsome, supple boys. <laughs> Somebody produces Just, it? Uh, you, would, you wouldn't fucking know some weeks. <laughs> 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 All right. What do we want to do next? We want to do a little pop culture news? Yeah, let's do it. Oh, boy. All right. Um, All right, Griffin, Ethan, play the theme. Play the theme. Pop culture news. Yeah. <laughs> that was fucking sad. <laughs> that was fantastic. <laughs> I like how you lost energy throughout. Yeah, it, it just kind of gave up and ended like it sounded. Like, you kind of like sounded like you were crying. <laughs> I am on the inside. That's fair. Day, when when we kick Griffin off this podcast, that's gonna be him like in the shower, <laughs> in the fetal position, just like, me in the shower, just <laughs> doing these Stegman. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, I've got more pop culture news than you can fucking handle, so let's jump right into it. Oh, shit. Um, I, I've i gathered pop culture news for the past several episodes, uh, and, the, and then we didn't do it. And, uh, you know, throughout, several articles have continued on into this pop culture news, and some have been cut. But this one has been a mainstay for several weeks because I want to get your take on it, Ryan. Uh, this is possibly the biggest news story of the past several months. This is, uh, this is the direct headline. Aquaman star Jason Momoa to voice Frosty the Snowman in new live action movie. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a real headline. Yeah, it's real. It's awesome. Is this like a is this like a Jason Momoa vehicle? Like, did he it's gotta spearhead be, right? this? He's like, look, my whole life I wanted to make Frosty the Snowman. <laughs> what studio is making this? This is Warner Brothers and Stampede Ventures. Well. I've always thought of Frosty that he was built as a, you know, a rotund, round yeah. being. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's mm-hmm. not necessarily who he is inside. Inside, he's a muscle-bound Samoan Ooh. guy. Hey. Uh, so I think that's perfect. Yeah, I think so too. Absolutely. Um, it says live. Great action job with your movie. camera right now. Right on top of your face. I love it. What's up, folks? The amazing friends. I love it. Movie, which of course makes you think photorealistic CG, but I'm really hoping that he'll be in a suit. Um, <laughs> yeah. The, the wait, they, you said it's live action, so. Yeah. That's it. It's gonna be like Jack Frost. Did you ever see that movie? Yeah. Oh fuck well, yeah. You yeah. got that was before you guys were born. Yeah. Oh no, that's I'm all about Michael Keaton's Jack Frost. Yeah. The, the dead dad comes back as a 
he's got to he's got to learn his lesson after he's dead before he goes into the afterlife what it means to be a father and a husband. Not the only movie that he did uh, where he played a dead dad. <laughs> yeah. What was it? What my else? Life or something. Oh like yeah, that, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's funny that you brought up. I Michael love Michael Keaton. Keaton. That's our next news. Uh, is Whoa. that? I love, wait, let me just say first, I love Michael Keaton. Like yes. one of my favorite actors of all Hell time. Hell yeah, He's the best. You like Batman '89? You love Batman '89? Yeah, of course. Hell yeah. Batman 89 or Batman Returns? Which one do you like more? Batman 89. No, Batman okay. Returns. Okay. Re- Returns I don't think I've seen uh, as many times and not as recently, so I would have to... Uh, I'll abstain from answering fully, but I, I, love, I love 89 so much. Yeah. And I've, I've watched yeah. it recently, so it's it's fresh in my mind. I love They're fantastic. I, I bought that on 4K uh, last should, summer. And I should show that. that to my kids now that you mentioned yeah. it. I haven't showed them that yet. Well, I love the Prince soundtrack so much. <laughs> Joker's running around the so museum. So weird, right? Yeah, I love it. Prince is the best. That's one Absolutely. of the problems I'm having getting my kids to watch movies right now is that they really want me to watch. They really, I, I want them to hear me saying this. They want me to watch Sonic really bad. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, I'm like, I'm keep trying to trick them. I'm like, guys, oh, what about we watch uh, the first Avengers movie? And they're like. Mm. Well, we really want to watch Sonic, and I'm like, ah, you know what? I can't do a movie tonight, guys. Uh, <laughs> Brutal. You're like, something yeah. just came up. I got to get yeah. home, well, I, um, but I'll catch you guys our, later. For an episode of our very own Supple Boys podcast, I forced Griffin to watch Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, and he loved it. He had a really great time with it. Is it fine? He loved it. <laughs> okay. I, I mean... Jim Carrey goes for no. it always. No, Ryan, it's a bit. Don't fall for it. Ethan's <laughs> lying directly to your face. My see, the other thing is, the other thing is, so my son's seen it, mm-hmm. and he thinks it's really funny, mm-hmm. and so I know I'm gonna be watching it with him, and he's gonna be like w- looking at me to see if I'm laughing. <laughs> so I'm gonna have to fake it, the entire movie. It's Come very on, concerning. Man. This Maybe. whole thing. I've thought about this so much. It's it's ruining my life at the moment. <laughs> Have a couple of glasses. You sit yeah. down. You can get through it. You can get yeah. through it. For I'm sure. sure I'll be fine. I just, you know, <laughs> I want to show them cool stuff. Hell yeah. Well, Michael People Keaton. are saying that I worship at the altar of Sonic. And you're right, Tyler Jennings. Jonathan, uh, Jonathan Eicher's in the chat saying how much you love it. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, Ethan. All right, what's next? Michael Keaton's back. Uh, the I, It's hard to tell at this point what exactly is rumor and what is like report and what is confirmed Mm -hmm. but it seems quite certain that michael keaton will be back as batman in the new flash movie possibly ezra miller's flash uh where ezra miller's flash will somehow breach into the tim burton batman world uh and michael keaton's batman will i guess mentor him in some way or guide him in some way which sounds like flashpoint but apparently he's not flashpoint batman he's michael keaton batman and so we're gonna get a peek back into that world um so i mean yeah you excited for that i uh yes that's awesome yeah i I mean i don't know i mean warner brothers in my opinion pretty much ruins all these movies (laughs) except wonder woman i thought was pretty good uh Mm -hmm. but the fact that he's in it, that's a step in the right direction, right? Yeah, apparently he'll be wearing I a have credit. Apparently he'll be wearing a Kingdom Cummy kind of suit, maybe. Mm, Kingdom Cummy doesn't sound good. <laughs> <laughs> I have an idea that I think is ten times more interesting. If, if Ezra Miller's going to pop into the Burton-verse, the Burton-verse eventually became the Schumacher-verse. Mm-hmm. 
So uh, I say, fuck Michael Keaton's Batman. Let's get George Clooney back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Podcast over. Hey. We're, done. We're done here. <laughs> Joel Schumacher passed away recently, say, of yeah, course. Joel Rest Schumacher. in peace is Joel Schumacher. Was that recently? Oh. Somebody mentioned that today. It was a couple of weeks ago. Very genuinely, he'll be missed. I like a lot of his movies, including those two Batman movies. Ethan, we should talk about him on Supple Boys. Sometime. I agree, yeah. I think those um, movies don't get enough credit for what they are. 100%. Yeah. Ryan, what are your yeah. thoughts on those two? You guys are insane. No, no, no. <laughs> no come on. No, those you guys are such nerds. <laughs> no. <laughs> we'll do our own. Uh, yes, we'll you're right, but no. Of those movies, and then we'll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, sure. I mean, you're going to have to take out, like, all the jokes. <laughs> could you Could you mm-hmm. make them, could you make them, instead of not being Batman movies, could you make them into Batman <laughs> movies by recutting them? <laughs> We actually, you know what? That is a super fun. That sounds like a super fun exercise, and I'll probably give it a shot. It does, yeah, yeah. I, I could try that, and I could try and turn it into a Nolan esque Batman oh movie. Just turn the saturation. Do you think way that when, down. not to make fun of the dead, but like he got the job, and do you think he was when Schumacher got the job? Do you think he was like, yeah, I don't know what Batman is. <laughs> yeah, I but just, he does. Or he's he seen like one episode of Batman sixty six. He's like, yeah, I get it. That's a hundred percent it. He's all about that campy ass Batman stuff from the sixties. Well, I'm all about it. Too. I think the studio was probably like lighting it up a little bit, and he's like, "That's what I do." <laughs> I mean, I think, right? Yeah. What's super cool, I think, about all four of those movies is that no matter which way you cut it, I think they've all got a super dramatic theatrical tone to them, right? Because Burton's is very gothic and over the top in that sense. Um, in in how sort of dark and eerie it is uh it feels like that and then of course schumacher's is is theatrical in the totally opposite direction because it's extremely colorful and full of absurdity um and i i love them i love all four of them fuck yeah what's your what's your favorite batman movie ryan my favorite batman movie uh probably batman 89 and then uh close second would be the first um nolan batman Mm mm-hmm Batman begins. So you, so Batman begins over the Dark Knight. Uh, is the Dark Knight the second one of the Nolan movies? Yeah, that's the Joker. Um, oh, those are really close. I don't They're know. Pretty I good. Way. Understandably, Batman Begins is is still pretty sweet. Um, Liam Neeson as Ra's al Ghul is brilliant. A fantastic idea. Yeah, I. I like both of those. I thought the third. I actually enjoyed the third one too, and a lot of people Me poked too. holes in it. And now I look at it and I'm like, oh yeah, I guess they're right. But I still liked it. Bane's sweet in that movie. Tom Hardy, also well, Tom our Hardy's resident Venom best. actor, uh, yeah. super super cool. Yeah. Uh, can you believe that now we're officially, <laughs> we were a few months away, and then we were over a year away, and now once again we are under a year away from venom let there be carnage cannot wait everybody <laughs> um i would like to point out something that was just said by lincoln linkovich chamofsky in the chat because uh, this can go in pop, pop culture news joel schumacher claimed to have twenty thousand sexual partners i find it hard to believe he had time to do anything else well that's insane uh i never heard that um that's totally nuts to me and the thought of I don't like it sounds exhausting. It feels like you're just mm-hmm. ha- you're 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 lining up your whole life around sex then, right? Like your real mm-hmm. job at that point is sex and procuring sexual partners. Mhm. 
And then you have like a side job, which is directing bad <laughs> Batman movies. That also has R.I.P. Joel. Strong sexual say. undertones. R.I.P. Joel Schumacher. Your right, Phantom y'all. of the Opera movie is something. All right, y'all can yeah. hear me, right? Yeah. Yep, you're All good. All right, cool. So yesterday, big surprise announcement. I'm sure you already commented on it on Twitter or whatever, but Rorschach is back from Tom mm. King. Mm-hmm. Uh, any particular thoughts on that? I'm, I'm actually, I think that's a crazy marriage of creator and character. I think he fits that kind of perfectly. Well, I love Tom King. Yeah. I love Jorge Fornes. I love mm-hmm. that cover. Oh yeah. Um, I know that a lot of people have problems with the, you know, Watchmen. use of Watchmen characters, mm-hmm. but I'm not even going to weigh in on it because I started discussing it with my friends yesterday and I realized I'm uneducated on it. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I was like, well, he did it. You know, it was work for hire, blah, blah, blah. And then they were explaining to me otherwise and I was just like, you know what? I should keep my mouth shut because I don't get it. <laughs> um, and I don't know enough about it. But, I mean, genuine excitement about that book. Yeah. Uh, I love, like I said, I love the creators and I think that cover is like, super duper cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. Great concept. Absolutely. I'm, I'm sure super excited been... for it, Ethan. Nobody gives a fuck, Griffin. I'm moving on. <laughs> All right. I'm sure you've talked about this a lot already, Ryan, but what do you, I mean, Marvel Comics is publishing new Alien and Predator stories next year. What, what the fuck? What the fuck? I, I'm surprised that that took this long. I guess that they just yeah. now got it, like, all through where they have the, the licenses, but those, that's fucking cool. I mean, it is. I like the idea. I like the idea of crossing them over with superheroes. I like all that. I yeah. Think. I mean, Alien is one of the best movies the ever Iron made. Man head. Yeah. 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 I think that that's cool. I don't know that I would want to draw it. It's like Star Wars, where it's like yeah. there's too much. Uh, you're too beholden to the source material. Yeah. Um, but I'm gonna read them. If you were, I hope going they get to great artists. On one of those two, which would it be? Alien, no question. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, Predator's cool, but Alien's like like legitimately one of the best movies ever made. I was uh, just having a conversation with a friend of mine about uh, the sort of impact that movies like Aliens and T2 kind of had on the blockbuster genre. Ryan, do you have any fond memories of those guys? Of Aliens and T2? Well, like Terminator and the sort of 90s blockbusters. Yeah, T2 feels like uh, it was right at the exact age for me where it was like, I was, for the first time, I was really aware of the hype Mm -hmm. as much as I was the movie. And so it was like the first movie that I was just like, oh my God, if I don't see that, I will die and I will be made fun of. And I, (laughs) you know, I don't remember what year it was, but uh, it's like, um, like Batman 89, I, for some reason, I always have this memory Mm-hmm. Of my friend going to see it, um, and me just being so jealous <laughs> and so sad that I hadn't seen it yet, and just being like, I, I don't even know if I can be around you. Like you're so much better than me. Oh you man, <clears throat> how long did you have to wait to see Batman '89? How old were you? I, I saw it in the theater. Mm-hmm. I would have been eight years old. Um, so I don't think I waited that long. But you know, my parents weren't big moviegoers, sure. so it was always kind of a. Um, you know, it took a lot of convincing, but apparently that one I was convincing enough to get them to go to it. T2 is uh, awesome. That's, <laughs> an, that's an incredible movies, movie. Oh, yeah, it's a great movie. It's I, awesome uh, to see. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, to go, not to derail that, but mm-hmm. uh, going back to Batman, I also do remember, so I was eight years old, 
and I remember writing Batman fan fiction. After nice. That. I had a Batman cool. a notebook with Batman a Batmobile on the cover, and so I was like, "Well, I got to fill this up with uh, Batman stories." And so I wrote some story. All, the only thing I remember it from it is Joker having some dumb gun where he shoots it out and it says "bang" or whatever. Yeah, yeah. it's you know. classic Batman. Are you yeah. kidding me? Yeah. That's awesome. Really, really cool. That moment for us, I think, of course, had to be the Raimi Spider-Man movies. We came out of those, and we were like, all right, well, we're writing Spider-Man stories for the rest of our lives now, (laughs) I guess. I can see that, for sure. Absolutely. Ethan, take us to the next one. More Batman. Uh, Yeah! Matt Reeves is directing Robert Pattinson's Batman, and he's also working on an HBO Max TV series that's apparently a prequel to the movie about the Gotham PD. Did you hear about that I did, and that's awesome. Who did? Did they say somebody that's in it in the Gotham PD show? No, not um, yet. I don't think that there's any. Yeah, well, because they said that the guy who's playing Commissioner Gordon. Did they um, say that he's actually going to be in it? That was part of everything I'd read about it. Okay, I, insofar is going to be in it in that this is a show spinning off of a movie that isn't even done filming yet. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> so, like, whatever form of production it's in. Yeah, they say that he's in it. God damn it. Now I feel like a piece of shit. Jeffrey Wright. That's his name. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, no, I think that you could do a great Gotham PD show where I, I don't even think that you necessarily have to have superheroes in it. I think that's yeah. a cool idea is to not show, to just like have them there in the aftermath or, uh, you know. It is funny to get this right after Gotham just ended. Did you see Fox's <laughs> Gotham? I did not watch that, but that looks stupid. I, I, I mean, there's some bright spots in there. I enjoy it. Um, okay. But, uh, yeah. What about Beavis and Butthead? Do you like Beavis and Butthead? <laughs> yes. Again, this was, you know, when Beavis and Butthead came out, I was in sixth or seventh grade. So mm-hmm. it was like everything perfect. to me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like well, it's the jokes about to in be it. Everything to you again. It's back uh, at Comedy <laughs> Central. Well, we'll see. We'll see if it's as funny as the original. I've shown my kids uh, clips. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, holy shit, what was I watching? Like, <laughs> they're like murdering frogs and, yeah, you know, it's a, it's a crazy show. But it's, are they going to have music videos in the new one or are they going to do full stories? Man, I don't know, but the original creator's on board. Um, so it seems like it's supposed to align with what the original was. I think it could be cool, for sure. I mean, it, it really genuinely is hilarious. Uh, it was just more extreme than I expected, and I wondered where my parents were at on that one. <laughs> it's another one of those shows that when I was a kid, along with The Simpsons, I caught a little bit of it, and it creeped me the hell out. The animation is so weird, and they look so fucking bizarre. Just unsettled me. That time. one, I get. Simpsons doesn't look bizarre. What is wrong with you? I don't know. Something about it. I don't know. And also, you know, my parents are like, it's anti-Christian and all of that when I was a kid. So I'm like, oh, it's a Satanist cartoon. I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All those people I, that watch it clearly love Satan. <laughs> <laughs> I love The Simpsons. That's and a good Satan. show. But you know what's not good is um, the Simpsons Park at Universal Studios. That place sucked. I went uh, there. I thought it was fine. That I thought I thought I liked the design of everything. I liked that you could go into, uh, you know, they had the Quickie Mart and Moe's. I thought that was fun. Uh, but I thought that roller coaster, that like simulation coaster they had, Jesus Christ, did that like? Oh yeah, the yeah. Worst. 
somebody told us because bef- beforehand that to not go on it if you get motion sick, and I was just like, all right, fine, I'm not doing that. But I mean, I liked the whole area. I liked all the seeing all the characters and yeah, that's fun. I got a Duff beer, which was really just some craft brewery. Yeah, I got a Lard Lad donut and all that stuff. Yeah, that is pretty cool. I didn't stop and do any of that stuff. I was mostly preoccupied with all the Harry Potter stuff when I was there. I've only been to Universal once, and so I tried to pack it all in right. uh, on that one day, and I was mostly enamored with the Harry Potter stuff. Um, yeah. The, Did you uh, do Hagrid's ride, or were you there before Hagrid's No, that was, it was literally being built while I was there, so I missed it by just a hair, but... Um, I thought the, because, you know, those motion coasters, those simulator coasters um, are really interesting to me because I don't love roller coasters uh, to begin with, Um, but the motion coasters are, you know, I think kind of hit and miss. Sometimes they can be super fantastic and sometimes they're just, just trash. But that Harry Potter one, I think is pretty dope. Um, It flips you upside down and stuff like that. So that was I got so sick on it. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I had to close my eyes at some point because I was like, I don't know which way is up and which way is down. Yeah, um, that's... Equilibrium was all screwed up. That was kind of the fun part of it for me was that yeah. I was just flying around this room and there was a bunch of Harry Potter-like animatronics just coming at me and I thought that was that was dope. Uh, do you, were you there when they had the, the Gringotts? The, um, yeah, I did, I did, I've did. i done all the Harry Potter stuff now. Yeah, it's sweet. That That roller coaster was yeah, because that was like a mix of traditional stuff and and the screen work and I thought it was the craftsmanship that goes into those parks in particular, like uh, the Star Wars one in Disney, um, is super super neat. Um, Somebody in the chat just asked if I've been to Cedar Point, and of course I've been to Cedar Point. You've been there, right, Griffin? I just said I don't really like roller coasters, so no, I haven't been to Cedar Point. But your parents didn't just force you when you were a kid? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was the weirdest thing, because everybody else I knew ever went was going to Cedar Point, and I never went to Cedar Point. I don't know what it was, because I think my older sister was old enough to go without my parents by the time I was old enough to go at all. Right. And I didn't show much interest in it, and so they just never took me. <laughs> Did you... You weren't alive during Bablo Island, were you? Do you even know what that is? I think so. I don't think so, no. There was an island, like, I think it was near Detroit, Mm -hmm. and you would take a boat and uh, ride out to that island, and uh, it was a whole theme park, and it's just gone now. It's probably probably one of those, like, abandoned theme park things that people go take photos of. It's probably cool. Uh, where Green Lantern's talking about was... Michigan's adventure. I was there last summer. Oh, man. How is it holding up? It's been forever since I've been there. Oh, it still sucks. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Good Lord. Michigan to sponsor this podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. It's. Uh, I'll have to take a visit there sometime. I'm pretty close to it nowadays. Um Ethan, any cool theme park experiences for you? You got any cool Oklahoma places that suck? You ever get a hand job on a roller coaster, Ethan? <laughs> <laughs> no, but one time... Uh, uh, any pros. The only thing that I ever remember from a theme park was getting onto one of those rides that like that like dips you like back and forth and stuff, like up in the sky. But when I was getting onto it, my everybody's putting their thing on that locks them into place. And mine, like, stopped, like, halfway instead of locking into place. And I, like, call over to the dude that's operating, and I'm like, hey, 
my my thing's not and he just does and he just starts the thing and so we go (laughs) (laughs) and so like it's like dipping me to the ground and i'm like leaning way farther forward than anyone else just looking down at the concrete and i thought for sure i was gonna die but somehow i just like held on tightly enough i swear to god that that sounds fake i swear to god that (laughs) happened you know my favorite thing about theme parks is is you go to uh you go to disney world where they're all trained and they all have to smile and they're mm-hmm. very accommodating, and they're like, yeah. "Yes, sir, right this," you know. And then mm-hmm. you go to like Michigan's Adventure or <laughs> Cedar Point, and they hate their jobs, <laughs> and they hate you for being there, and they're completely disgusted with you, and they're like just so mean. You're, you ask them a question, they're like, "Huh?" Yeah. Like like he said, like, he, "Hey, is this supposed to be like this?" They'll just be like, "Oh, yeah, you know, her. yeah, not my problem. I'm not the one getting sued." That's hilarious. And 100% right. John Iker asked in the chat if we had seen Superman building a computer from scratch yet. You see that video of Henry Cavill's muscles? Yeah, he he looked great. Um, Looked exactly like I do when I Mm -hmm. um, put my MacBook Pro together. (laughs) When you took it out of the box and turned it on. Yeah. (laughs) You should have gotten a GoPro, slapped it on your forehead, and, and just done a whole unboxing video for us. Hell yeah. I hope that the YouTube stream has this shot of Ethan there just looking it like does. a total... It does. I'm, I'm looking at it right now on my phone. <laughs> there he is. He's stoned as hell. <laughs> he's got his chain on, but he'll be oh, back in here in just one second. Um, actually, speaking about theme parks, weird theme park detour here, uh, that was pretty much the last cool thing I got to do before the world ended uh, was go down to Disney in uh january so it got out of the cold for just a little bit it still wasn't great there it was like 60 and overcast but it was certainly better than 30 and snowy over here so um did you did you get a hand job i didn't get a hand job i didn't get a hand job okay and that's all i have to report about there which you know you know no shame in not getting a hand job at disney world yeah, I it wasn't on my list mostly. Like I wasn't really prepped for it. If that had kind of been part of the schedule from the jump, maybe we could have made it happen. But uh, not, no, not this time. Okay, not even I'm for back. yourself. Not even for myself. And I was in the middle of Star Wars World. I was on the Millennium Falcon. I was like, well, so this you would were be... you were erect the entire time. A hundred percent. I gotta stop. I want to make Star Wars stuff one day. I gotta stop. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. Ethan. That's the Cabernet talking. <laughs> all right, Ethan. We got a handful of news, and they're all kind of on the level of Magic School Bus. So let's buzz through these. Uh, so, <laughs> Tron Three. Tron Three is back on track apparently with Jared Leto attached to Star. Uh, you like Tron, Ryan? Do I like Tron, is what he was going to ask. <laughs> yes. Do you like Tron, Ryan? Um, not a lot. Okay. What the I'm fine with Tron. Tron. I think... There he is. Uh, I also am currently out on Jared Leto, even though I like him in, in a lot of stuff. Um, he's he's my wife's big crush, so that kind of like knocks him down a few points for me. Um, and he... Uh, his Joker really just... <laughs> he's got a, he's got a lot of explaining to do. Morbius. Though. So Morbius. Morbius. <laughs> I'm very excited. Michael Keaton. He's back. He's in Morbius. Yeah, that's true. Holy shit! 
And that is he, so exciting. Who's he playing in Morbius? The same. He's the Vulture from Spider-Man: oh, okay. Homecoming. Yeah, that, yeah, that's right. They that's got him. So I'm so excited. Weird. He should play Birdman in there instead. <laughs> That'd be dope too. I love that movie. Mm-hmm. What was uh, the ending, Griffin? Can you explain it? Uh, where he flies away, and yeah. uh, but did he fly away or did he kill himself? Either way, maybe he's free. Okay, great answer. <laughs> you clearly went to film school. <laughs> he studied film. I don't know if you guys have heard, but Sonic, I love it. I love Sonic, the film. I love the idea. I, I'm glad. I, I haven't heard it, but I'm glad that I didn't hear you like film school explaining Sonic to your <laughs> podcast. Ethan, would you say I film school uh, explained Sonic on the show? Yeah, it was fucking unbearable. We got a lot of fan mail about yeah. it. That was like, what can I say? On the podcast from now on, no matter how many times the internet <laughs> drops out. Supple Boy yeah. is the new name of the show. I've been <clears throat> refilled. Oh, shit. Mm. Well, Ryan, I we still got a just trailer. got my uh, box art for Spider-Man Miles Morales on the PlayStation Five. Dope. Uh, it's pretty exciting. I don't know if you saw that trailer. Uh, yes, of course I did, and I don't know that I'm going to be buying a PlayStation 5 yet, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I probably will once I see that game. It's just like when I saw the Spider-Man game for PS4, I was like, well, now I have to have a PS4. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have too many video game systems going. I have kids that are too obsessed with video games, so I feel like <laughs> if every time I buy a new system, I, I feel like I buy the system for myself and they immediately commandeer it from me. <laughs> uh, that's something I wanted to talk about. I bought an Oculus Quest. Yeah. Yes. Have you guys done VR stuff? Yeah. I've only been able to do some really light stuff with like the Samsung Gear VR thing, like just the little headset you stick your phone in. And even that was like kind of, that was fun. Yeah. It's unbelievable. I will mm-hmm. say I have punched, I was playing a game yesterday. I punched the ceiling and, and jumped because my basement ceiling is fairly low i hit my uh-huh. face into the ceiling <laughs> oh because i was trying to punch somebody in a boxing game um but i i i love it it's it's really cool i, I do a lot of exercising on it honestly interesting um but yeah i i had no idea about depth i always thought this is so stupid i mean i'm a i'm a moron okay i can admit <laughs> right. it um but i always thought that vr would just be you put on the helmet and it basically is a screen that wraps enough to where when you move your head, you're just seeing things on a screen. I was like, how hard mm-hmm. can that be to make? Why is everybody making a big deal about these things? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then my friend got one. He's like, you got to get one. You, you, you don't know what's coming. So yeah. I was just like, you know what? I, 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 I'll get one. And uh, yeah, I had no idea that the, I, ne- I didn't know you were going to feel like you were like in a yeah, world. Yeah, yeah. So crazy. much so that you get confused sometimes and you're like, you forget and smash your yeah. face into the ceiling like or punch the, it's the ceiling. It's like the depth. It's the depth that's really yeah. shocking. Like, the mm-hmm. first thing I did I, was the Batman VR, and it, like, mm-hmm. starts you on a rooftop, and, like, it looks like you're looking off of a rooftop. Like, it's, like, crazy. It's crazy. Oh. That's awesome. Yeah, this one has a um, a game called Richie's Plank Experience, where you're just... It, the whole game... It's not even a game. You know, it's just a plank on top of a building. <laughs> and you have to walk <laughs> to the edge of the plank... And if you want to, you can jump off. Mm-hmm. And it is, you would think that you're like, it's a video game. Of course I can walk off the edge. And you get on it and you're like, I can't do it. I cannot uh-huh. do this. I can't do uh-huh. it. And then you, when you do fall and you hit the ground, there's like a, a jolt 
that you feel like oh my god because it just like goes black yeah 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 and it's terrifying that's crazy you guys need to get one yeah yeah let me how much did that run you ryan (sighs) well all right (laughs) i will give you uh four dollars towards it all right well that'll help yeah that'll help i'll stack that on top of my like four dollars towards your oculus quest now is that just for me or is that split between me and ethan it's three to you one to ethan Okay, I can do. I can work with. Because Ethan yeah. seems like I, I kind of think Ethan might have some like rich family members or something that can get it for us. Yeah. in the closet there. Yeah. I mean, look at that gold chain he's wearing. Let me. Uh, Where did just, he get that? Let me write a letter to Daddy Dearest, and he'll buy one for me. <laughs> I found myself bored once Daddy. again in the house. <laughs> in I Oculus want an Oculus Quest. <laughs> quest. Yes, quite. Now, be sure to get the quest and not one of those poultry lesser models, of course. <laughs> uh, listen, the rest of What's pop culture news is pretty much just magic school bus. Let's wrap it up and talk about letters. Um, Let's right. talk about letters. Should we do letters. questions from the uh, chat first, or do you want to do letters? Yeah, why don't you go ahead and get some questions while I gather all of our emails. I like that you were just, were you just singing the Letterman theme? <laughs> no, what's the letters not. what's the letters thing i was singing i was just singing the word letters and that is kind of reminiscent of another podcast that i listened letters, to i guess i uh, i think that they took letters. that from letterman back in the day he used to do yeah. mailbag and they would do uh <laughs> let's talk about letters. letters and maybe they just lifted it from it but yeah i don't know beats me that, that was how i felt in love with david letterman was uh, the first time i saw a segment where he did the um, the letters, and one of the things that he did, was they, somebody said, what's the weirdest thing you've ever done with mashed potatoes? And then they cut to him thinking about it, and he uh, he go, he go t- he's eating the mashed potatoes, and then he takes them, and he starts spreading them all over his head, <laughs> and he p- spreads them over his head, and he goes to the NBC uh, cashier, or whatever you would call it, and he, he uh, goes, I'm here to pick up my check, and they go, Ooh, right away, Mr. Donahue. <laughs> <laughs> That's genius. Do you guys even know who Donahue is? Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for laughing. We gotta. We gotta. That's how you make a podcast. Oh, yeah. Uh, right. I also, realized right, uh, halfway through that you wouldn't know who Donahue was. Who right, is Donahue? You're right? gonna play a couple of horror games on your VR, by the way, because I played mm. Resident Evil Seven on on the VR, and I lit for a while because I bought it, and then you start it, and you're gonna walk into this house, this scary house, and it's just pitch black beyond this door, and I just turned it off for like a couple of weeks, and I was like, maybe later, I don't know. <laughs> is that on? Couple... Is that on Steam? I believe so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna it, do that. Yeah, no, I've, I've awesome. just found out that I can hook it up to my computer and do the Steam game. So yeah. Yeah, I recommend All right. that. We got some questions in the chat. I'm going to read these real quick. Uh, okay, will the King in Black have tie-in issues like War of the Realms? It will have tie-in issues. I don't know if that's if uh, War of the Realms had like a specific way of doing them, but there are tie-in issues that we're discussing. You know, as we try, we come up with some cool stuff to um, tie into it and make it even even bigger. Um, Stegman, when are you going to get Scoot, Corey, and I to work on the other guys? Ooh, that's not a bad idea. With uh, some supple boys writing, maybe. Ooh, that's Ooh. possible. Yeah. Th- thank you, thank yeah. you for that little. We will. Uh, that sounds dope. Who said that, that? Did you say? Jonathan Iker. Best dude. 
Um, Dakota Cross, how much bigger will King and Black be than Absolute Carnage? Same amount of tie-ins or more? That's a good question, and it's a question for editorial. <laughs> I only know so much. Hey, uh, real quick, when's that omnibus come out? Do you know? No. Okay. But it's going to be freaking cool. It's going to be sick. Uh, Liam P. Huberty asks, are you all reading all the new X-Men stuff? Are you all excited for X of so- Ten of Swords? Uh, yes and yes. That's pretty much all I have to say about that. The, that stuff's really cool. Great art. Um, I've read a lot of the X-Men stuff, you know, just to see what's going on. Like, I was reading Excalibur the other day. Very cool. Um, do I do portfolio reviews? Absolutely. At conventions, um, I try to make time for those. Uh, it's hard to make time for them. And it's hard for me to do them online just because it's also time-consuming. But as Corey King... Uh, can attest I don't know if he's in here but I I did do a portfolio review for him on um, his inks and that was a lot of fun uh, Sweet. what is the favorite favorite comic arc you've worked on Ryan probably absolute carnage until King and Black now King and Black takes the takes the cake superior spider-man was also really cool though hell yeah um Hero and the Kid asks, did I see his interview with Scotty Young? I did not yet, but I talked to Scotty about it. He said it was awesome. Sweet. Um, and then somebody says, have you finally forced Donnie to put Kane in a book? And the answer is no, not yet. <laughs> oh, my God. Not yet. It'll happen. Bummer. Bummer. Ryan, we were talking about it on Supple Boys. Uh, and... Scarlet Spider and Superior Spider-Man. If they didn't happen, we probably wouldn't be doing this podcast right now. And that's kind of crazy to think about. Well, you're welcome, guys. I'm glad that those two books Thank got you, you to, do, to make podcasts for free for me. <laughs> Congratulations. You created, you created fans to such a depth yeah. that I will do this and work the full-time job and do all the other stuff mm-hmm. and try and be all the other stuff for free because I... Cause I love you, Ryan. Thank you, Griffin. I love you too. Ah, thanks, man. Hey, did you want to do some more stuff from the chat, or do you want to do some emails? Uh, we can do some emails. Okay. The chat is so, more of a lightning round situation. I agree. We can maybe hit another one right before we finish. Um, okay. So we're still catching up on emails because we did mailbag four, uh, not too long ago, and then we didn't end up getting to too many of them. Because uh, we got into a bunch of lore chat, of course, because we got a lot of folks asking about Venom lore. Um, but hopefully we can catch up this one. And uh, don't let me forget, because we have a couple of sweet iTunes reviews as well. Do I call it iTunes still? Do I call it Apple Podcasts? I don't know. Um, but one of them. Oh, Scoot, look at this email you sent us. Scoot, Scoot Starnes is here with a, just a small thank you. He says, hey, guys, just wanted to take a second out of my day. I'm at my quote real job right now to say how awesome the podcast is and continues to be not only does it provide entertainment but for someone like me who has a goal slash dream that they want to achieve in this field we all love so much it is a constant motivator on those days where work just kills me particularly in these tougher times and i get home and just want to pass out there's always there always seems to be some sign for me to push through the hardships and get to work oftentimes in the form of this podcast As I've mentioned in the past, my brother Brad and I have uh, worked together creating for a long time. But one door, uh, one door, this show, one day, I assume it's probably an autocorrect. One day the show is open. Oh, one door the show is open. It's true. I'm just shitty at reading emails. One door the show is open for us is the opportunity to collaborate with fellow creators to make something awesome. 
through the Stegman and Friends Discord. Hey, follow us at Stegman Show One. That's our server. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I I've totally neglected it. I feel terrible. You gotta you you gotta put a link out or something. We'll do another one soon. A random meeting between John Iker, who we all know does amazing work, absolutely, and myself happened. Since then, he has gone on to color a number of my drawings, and he is now part of our creative team on the book we are working on, along with inker Matt Seaborn. All those guys that you just listed, including yourself, Scoot, extremely talented. I love seeing your stuff in my timeline. Uh, so for me, this podcast has been much more than oh, a show for entertainment purposes. I may have done the review for Matt Seaborn. I get those two confused because they're inkers. Mm-hmm. But go ahead. For me, this podcast has been much more than a show for entertainment purposes. Thanks for giving us aspiring creators a place to find like-minded people to collaborate with and also for being a constant motivator when it, uh, when it's needed most. Keep up the awesome work, guys. Stay amazing, friends. I got yeah. you. From Scoot. Scoot. That's a great email. I would like to say everybody should go check out Scoot on uh, Twitter. Check out his art. Um, I think it's Scoot, S-K-O-O-T-S-T-A-R-N-E-S. Um, he's a really good artist, up and comer, um, him and John Iker. And as he said, Matthew Seaborn have been doing some really cool stuff together. Um, yeah, I, I love seeing people connect through the, um, through the podcast and all that. And those guys are perfect examples of that and, you know, loving what they're doing. Absolutely. That's something that I think, you know, when we were starting the show, of course, we uh, were always talking about giving people that inside look, uh, but I don't think we ever thought about the sort of side effects of that, which is this, uh, this super awesome creative community that I think we've fostered. Mm-hmm. And that's awesome. And I'm really sure. happy that it exists. Mm-hmm. Uh, next one is from Abigail Mendoza from May 29th. Hi, Ryan, Supple Boys, and Donnie, if you're in this episode. Donnie's not in this episode. Donnie, what's Donnie I do Donnie feel like I need to address week? that because there's been a couple questions about that in the chat. Donnie just needed a, cu- a little bit of time off. He's, you know, he's got a lot. He's writing a million books. So, yeah. yeah. Um, he's not in the same position where that I am, where my book uh, is coming out someday, but not anytime soon. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got books that are actually coming out right now. So when he's not on the show, it's really just, uh, it's, uh, you know, whatever. He's just busy. Yeah. Yeah. He's just busy. Dude's got f- what? Four Scoots Art. That's books right. Or I gotta say that too. At Scoots Art on Twitter. S-K-O-O-T-S-A-R-T. Don Donnie's busy, as people will know from the feed of Devil's Advocates Book Club, uh, because it's empty as fuck. <laughs> He's busy writing all the books that people are reading uh, for their own book anymore? clubs. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not, it does. Uh, we actually just dropped an episode of it in this feed last week. Hope you guys liked it. Uh, like I said at the beginning of that episode, we are trying to get that. We're working out a plan with Donnie and Megan. To make sure that it's coming out on a, at least a more uh, organized sort of basis. Um, and it's going to be great when it does. Uh, mm-hmm. Abigail Mendoza, she's writing, I just finished reading Venom 25, and once again, it was a fantastic story arc, just like the arcs before it, with a shout-out to Mark Bagley on Art Dues, of course. That dude is a legend. Mm-hmm. Um, I also loved that double-page spread that you stunningly drew, and it made me excited for Venom Beyond and the future of your run. Well, hell yeah, between Venom Beyond starting... Uh, and you guys announcing King in Black, you got a bunch of super, super awesome Venom stuff in your guys' timeline this uh, past couple of weeks. Yeah, um, Venom fans are very lucky, right? How's They're that been right for now. you, Ryan? I mean, obviously you aren't on Venom Beyond, but you know, it's still tied to everything. Like, those two things dropping back-to-back has to be exciting for you. Oh, yeah, and I, I mean, I got to design a lot of the stuff that, that we did for Venom Beyond. 
So I'm, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm still involved and I'm still a yeah. sounding board for Donnie and um, all that stuff. So I feel, I feel, still feel proud of these uh, issues. Totally. And uh, I think, I don't think people have seen the next cover yet, but that's a really cool one too. And the design of the nameless character that people are badgering me about because they want to be able to speculate on the issue <laughs> is something that I'm super, super happy with. And I hope that character awesome. sticks around for a long time. Sweet. I noticed in the newsletter section that it said Venom and Scream would cross paths soon. So my question is, will Andy be a part of Eddie's circle for prepping against Null's coming? I know that Eddie and Andy aren't exactly close, but the fact that their symbiotes are, quote, father and daughter has to mean something, right? Any word on Scream, Ryan? I'll, I'll call Devin. That's Dope. my editor. <laughs> Devin's going to have to answer that one for you. Or Donnie. Thank you. But, the, but Devin's the only Devin's the glue that holds those two things together. So Devin knows exactly what's going on with Scream. Donnie knows what's going on with Venom. Mm-hmm. I know very little. <laughs> nice. And that's she that's says, a general rule for all life with me. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for answering my question. Stay safe and stay amazing. Sincerely, Abigail. P.S. I have been inspired by your spread that I have decided to create a piece of fan art based on your run once I get some, quote, me time from work. Uh, so it'll be a while. Awesome. Well, um, That's really I can't cool. remember if we've... I don't know if we've gotten it already. I was, this came into our email at the end of May, um, so I'm sorry if I've already... If, if you sent it to us uh, already and we've already chatted about it. But either way, I'm sure it's dope. Um, PPS, when you bring back Book Club, might I suggest Ultimate Spider-Man's Clone Saga. Ethan, mm. we love Ultimate Spider-Man. We do. Um, I've tried Ryan, to do right. very little, because I pick the books for the book club, and I've tried to do less Marvel shit, because I feel like that's all Donnie's talked about for years, and like I feel like I felt like it was a good opportunity for him to branch out and get to read DC shit that he hasn't yet, and indie shit that he hasn't yet, but... If we were going to do a Marvel book, that's the kind of one I would do. It's just like one of my absolute favorites. So, yeah, that would be dope. Hell yeah. Ryan, any particular thoughts on Ultimate Spider-Man's Clone Saga? Yeah, it was great. It was unbelievable. I mean, Ultimate Spider-Man is a seminal Mm -hmm. book. Mm -hmm. I kind of wish they would do that more often where, you know, you had the Ultimates that Mark Miller did, which was he kind of took those characters and he made a new thing he basically did the authority in the marvel universe whereas the idea that bendis did which was to take the um the spider-man stuff and just kind of condense it and make it all Mm -hmm. uh work together all the good stuff and just pull that all together was really smart and to keep him in high school was you know obviously great as well but i mean there's a lot of books that i feel like you could do that with now yeah um like uh, I always think about an ultimate spawn would be the coolest thing ever where we oh, finally distill that whole thing mm-hmm. and we streamline it and make, you know, uh, the best version of spawn that you can make. Or, mm-hmm. you know, there's I mean, there's a ton of characters you could do it with, but I think they need they need quite a bit of history before you can really do it. But I think that, you know, I mean, yeah. Venom, in a way. Donnie somehow kind of did it in the Marvel Universe with Venom where he totally took this history and kind of condensed it all together and made it all work together to create the new, you know, the new thing that that we've created. And I think that going forward, Venom now will make a lot more sense to creators uh, and readers. Uh, But, you know, you know, my my big theory is the guy that could use this the most is Cable. 
Uh, Interesting. The character. Yeah. Because okay. Cable's gotten his, his timelines all screwed up because he's of time travel. and mm-hmm. um, But you could you could definitely mine the best of Cable and and somebody who's smarter than me could come along and take it <laughs> and make it all make sense finally. Because he's, he's a character that I feel like people avoid almost because he's so convoluted. He's got so much going on. He doesn't have to be, you know? I feel mm-hmm. like I feel that way about X Men generally. Like it's just because yeah. it's such a it's such a cluster of of insanity that like it's kind of impenetrable a lot of the time. Um, yeah. And so like moving forward, we kind of just try to do new things and stuff. But I would love a condensed version of what's already happened. Uh, yeah, really, I mean, yeah, I, Ed Piscor kind of did that with Grand Design, yeah, but yeah, that's true. I think that you could do a, a more robust like, yeah, mm-hmm. um, hell yeah, whole thing with it. Hey, vaguely in the realm of Spider-Man, I didn't get to be on our awesome episode with Scott Snyder because I was getting a tattoo, and uh, I got a Spider-Man tattoo, and I'll show you guys in the chat right now, because I know we got some fans that have been looking forward to seeing it, Uh, so I got it right there. That, you can't really tell on here, but it's the last panel of Amazing Fantasy 15. That's so dope. That's the Great Power, Great Responsibility panel. Uh, and I love that because great power, great responsibility. Dope. Did you have uh, it changed to great man bun, great responsibility? <laughs> I thought about it, uh, and then I was talking it over with the artist, and she was like, you know, I think you might come off as kind of an idiot. And I was like, oh, she yeah. She was okay, right. Cool. She was right. You know what? She okay. nailed it. Yeah. And I didn't yeah. want to touch Stan's uh, words. I didn't want to mess with that. Right. I love uh, the second half of it is along the lines of... And so another hero is added to the roster of those that make the world of fantasy the most exciting one of all. Yeah. And we were talking about this a little Fuck bit yeah. on Supple Boys, of how that's like Stan being like, I just fucking did it again. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I, I wonder about that sometimes when I think about when I think about Stan Lee, like those those moments, because he was moving at mm-hmm. such breakneck speed. Yeah, of course. Do you think that he he wrote that? Like, you know how you write, write a college paper and every once in a while you get a, a good grade on it and you're like, Oh, I really just like, like I, 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 every once in a while I'd write a paper in college where the teacher would like pull me aside and be like, that was a really great paper. Like you, you know, blah, blah. And I'm like, I mm-hmm. don't know what I wrote. <laughs> like it was like a fever dream. I had to get it no, done. No, totally. hundred you know? percent. Like I feel like he must've had those moments and, and I want to know like what moments we think are great that he was just like, yeah, I don't remember, you know, like, <laughs> I wrote I twelve know. scripts that day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and but that's but that's Stan, right? Is that even though he's like just flying through these things, and of course some are much better than others. Uh, mm-hmm. But no matter what, he's got that sort of showmanship that was I think needed to get comics to to kickstart everything that we're at now is to kind oh, of be like no and it's fucking awesome right yeah yeah <laughs> yeah he had the personality to do that i mean he, that's that's really he, he was a force of personality and a great writer but you know 100 yeah. are you kidding me yeah uh and of course the the um the artists that he co-created all these characters with of course are just as uh Gotta thank them just as much, of course. And mm-hmm. here we are today. I got so much Spider-Man shit in my room. <laughs> uh, you had I've to got out your background because I had to you didn't want copyright. people seeing your Spider-Man room. Yep. I got one, two, three, four, five little Spider-Man things right here on my desk. <laughs> you know what? We should we should ask Ryan just live on the podcast. We talked on our show about how Griffin and I want to get matching Spider-Man tattoos. 
and we were talking about getting just the outline of the eyes and then griffin on the podcast was like we should get ryan to draw them for our tattoo uh what do you think of that i think that that would be fun i also Mm -hmm. i'll talk to you guys off the air about a tattoo opportunity oh shit shit. okay Okay. Uh, yeah a tattoo opportunity that sounds insane but that's exactly what it is so i don't know what fuck yeah all right okay i'm very excited um let's see what's next thank you dakota cross dakota cross says no artists are oh writer no (laughs) (laughs) i thought he said writers are are stupid and artists are the smart ones no i'll go ahead and i if uh, you probably can't see it ryan i'll go ahead and read it out it says artists are stupid writers are the smart ones and better looking uh, Dakota's um. banned permanently, <laughs> um, and he's you know he uh, just fuck Dakota. <laughs> you could never ban Dakota. Dakota was there with a couple of other awesome, amazing friends. Day one, C two E two live. Mm-hmm. Thanks so much for coming out, brother. It was once again, it was incredible meeting you guys. Um, again, the last cool thing pretty much the last thing period any of us got to do before this all happened was yeah. c2e2 so yeah. that was kind of like a nice little send-off for and the it, year anybody at c anytime i saw somebody like cough at c2e2 i was like oh jesus christ oh my god <laughs> <laughs> and little did we know that was not even the tip of the ice hey holy tyler jenis saved me uh, Ryan is technically a credited Marvel writer, so hey. correct. I am a writer. Uh, hell yeah! Yeah, handsome. Fuck yeah, and By talented. Way, that's that's a cool. Uh, Daddy is sexy. Abscarn. Mm-hmm. Very dope. Did somebody make that for you, or did? Uh, was oh, it's that like official an illegal made, illegally made shirt that I bought from oh, fuck public yeah. or whatever. Very and it's cool. fallen apart and it's not even printed in center it's great i love it <laughs> <laughs> travis johnson has one from june 2nd um that's filled with ideas for bad kids other kids thank you so much for the ideas let um, me cut in real quick joel jr asks have you ever drawn spider-man 2099 yes he did and it was fucking yes. awesome <laughs> it, uh did. several issues in um superior spider-man so go go hunt those down i think it was like 17 18 19 or something like that those it are my favorite issues of that ever. series, I think. Yeah. Yeah. That was because coming off of uh the two parter where um Otto and Peter are facing off in the brain. Mm-hmm. Fucking sick. Yeah. Followed by um I think it's the it's the arc set in the prison that Kim and Coley drew. Um that was sick. And then they did the suit change uh with Ramos. And the little hobgoblin arc, and then it was the 2099 arc, and it was just bangers back yeah, to was. back God. to back. Hey, chat, I want you to listen up to what nerds these guys are. <laughs> 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 I don't even remember what happened that much, and I Dude, threw like, it. I've got that series like chat? memorized, huh? So good. I've got that series like memorized, it's just in my head. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. No, that is cool. I'm sorry that I called you a nerd. You're very You're right. and wonderful. You're right. <laughs> Ryan, you have no idea how excited I was going. That was it's probably one of the earliest uh moments of like 
being like genuinely genuinely excited for like a comic release because of course i loved comics up before that point but like excited about a new number one like to the point of like it felt like a movie and everything mm-hmm. right it felt like yeah. going down to the store to pick up superior number one was 100 percent that moment and you guys you and slot destroy it on that issue and that reveal at the end of ghost peter i fucking love it so much i still can't believe that i was allowed to do that like that's crazy what was I, like 29 <laughs> And I hadn't been in the industry that long. Mm-hmm. And Steve Wacker and Dan just liked what I did on like one issue of Spider-Man so much. Well, Steve then gave me Scarlet Spider, but Dan wanted me to come back. Mm-hmm. And to get to launch that freaking book was totally insane. Yeah. And I mm-hmm. mean, honestly, Umberto should have launched it. I think that, you know, they were just kind of like riding a wave at the moment. And Umberto did get to relaunch Amazing Spider-Man at number one, mm-hmm. so he, you know, mm-hmm. he got, you know, his thing too. But I can't believe they let me do that. Honestly, it was a bad decision, and they should have. Had, that's what I'm saying. Is Umberto <laughs> should have done it. I wasn't ready yet, but I think that I, you know, I conveyed it enough to where, um, you know, just looking back, I think I did a, a really great cover for number one. Mm. Uh, I'm Oof. proud of that, and, uh, you know, I'm I'm proud of that series, but. Boy, was I in over my head. <laughs> nah, but you came out on top because it was yeah. awesome. Yeah. And uh, it it did what your art continues to do today, and that is inspire us, Ryan. Thank you. Bravo. All That's right. So sweet. <laughs> Travis, he's got an email. I'm going to read the little the couple of bits here that don't have uh, the bad kid stuff in it. Says I just binge your creative session episodes. I have an hour commute to my job. At first, I thought these would be a, a dredge to listen to listen to until I listened to them. Hey, ah. again, that's that's usually what the things me and Ethan are working on. I feel like that's a lot of a lot of the reaction to it. Of, Ugh. And then they give it a listen, <laughs> and they're like, "All right, yeah, yeah, okay, it. sure." <laughs> These, uh, uh, he says, wow, just wow. These episodes where you show us, with your voices, of course, how you create a comic universe are great, helpful, informative, and they really generate creative ideas. Um, awesome. Thank you so much, dude. Uh, very, very happy that you were listening to them and that they weren't a drudge to listen to. And hey, we actually have uh, another email all the way from Spain. Pablo Sanchez Martin sent us uh, some fan mail. Uh, it's not going to be able to come across too well on the stream here, but I can try and post it uh, later if Pablo would like. You can't see it. It's blurry because I've got that blur effect on my thing. Uh, Ryan, they're awesome, and you got to check them out on uh, uh, the email if you hop on there, or I'll forward them to you. Yeah, forward um, them. I don't even he's know got how some, to get on he's, the email. <laughs> I will forward them to you. Um, got some dope uh, Bad Kids fan art. We'll go ahead and put this out on the Twitter if it's okay with you, Pablo. Um says, as a fan of the Venom Boys and the podcast, I wanted to share a couple of fan arts I did while listening to the show just for fun. I hope you all are doing okay, and I hope Donnie gets better. Donnie's doing well. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got a new puppy. Bats is probably doing great, I bet. Uh, and everything's great. Thanks so much. Uh, last three emails here, and then we'll be caught up. Congrats, everybody. Um, Dylan Ray, thoughts on the creative sessions. Supple Boys, hello Supple Boys, and slash or Ryan, and slash or Donnie, but probably Supple Boys. Hey, what's up? We're the Supple Boys. Uh, I just got done catching up on the creative sessions, and I think they are pretty dope. Looking forward to tuning in live if I'm able to. As far as I know, I think Donnie is liking the name of the other kids. Yep. Um, 
and then he's got some ideas about the uh, the title based on the definition of words like adolescence. Are we settled on other kids? Is that what we picked? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, he says he also likes adolescence or the adolescence. Uh, also, it would be criminal to not put a comic relief character in the book, janitor or something, resembling Chip Zdarsky, the scum of the earth, uh, to be the butt the of every worst. joke. Anyway, just my two cents. Y'all are knocking it out of the park, so keep up the great work. Looking forward to the next episode. Best, Dylan. Thanks so much, Dylan. Um, we'll have another creative uh, sessions series somewhere down the line. Of course, we've already teased, uh, teased Sawed Off Shogun. That'll be the next one whenever we get around to doing that. It'll be super exciting. Uh, yeah. Matthew Mal- uh, Mal- Malky. I'm so sorry if I'm butchering your name, brother. Dear Stegman and his amazing friends, my name is Matthew, and I've been a fan of the show since last year. During that time, I've become a big fan of Donny Cates, along with Ryan Stegman, and love what they've done with Venom. I'm an aspiring comic book writer, and either Donny Cates or Ryan Stegman can answer this question. How do you go about partnering up with an artist when you're a first-time writer? I hope I worded that correctly. Sorry for the long email, and keep on rocking. Sincerely, Matthew. Okay, um... We're going to make this the last one because it's a, kind of a long answer and we've been going on for a while. Sure. Uh, so what I would say and what, what worked to get me to draw people's scripts early on um, is to have a full pitch. So the most important thing is to have the pitch written out. Um, you can look at, I think I, I told you guys this too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jim Zub has a really great website. I think it's just jimzub.com where he shows his pitches and that that really will show you the format that you need to have um, the pitch in. And then you need to write the full first issue script. Um, if you do that, you're going to be head and shoulders above everybody else that's trying to do what you're trying to do. Um, because as a artist, as an artist back in the day, when, when I would post my stuff online, people would approach me all the time and they'd say, I've got this great idea. It's this and this and this. And it's, you know, it wasn't very focused. And then, um, you know, I, if you if you would be interested in drawing it, I will write it. And I would be like, well, you should have already written it. You yeah. don't need me. You know, like I didn't. It it really it really rang to me as people who thought if I get this artist on board, then I'll go write it. And then you don't yeah. have any idea. And I I don't know. I can't say I'm gonna do something if I haven't read the writing. So the first book I ever did was called Midnight Kiss, um, mm-hmm. and it was with Tony Lee. Yeah, and uh, he the way that he approached was essentially, hey, uh, I'm looking for an artist for this project. Um, here's here's what it's about, and it was very focused. He clearly knew what he was talking about with it, and here's the first issue script. Issue script, and I read that, and I was just like, okay, this is actually a professionally written script. This is professional. Uh, I know exactly what I'm getting into um, and I'll do this because this is much more than almost any other writer who's approached me has uh, been able to provide. Right. So um, that's my advice is to, is to not, not tie your idea to the artist first. You're in a, if you're in an early stage, that's something that you can do, like Donnie and I can do that now, where we're like, I have this idea, would you be interested in this one? Mm-hmm. And then I know Donnie's good for it, because yep. he's a professional who does this all the time. Mm-hmm. But uh, for somebody who's starting out, it is about 
doing the the script, doing the pitch, showing that you're pro- more professional than everybody else, and then going from there. I mean, it, honestly, early in my career, I was I would I would kind of charge I would charge like forty dollars a page, um, so that I would because I wanted to know that they were serious. But I almost there's there's definitely times where, like if if Tony if Tony when we did Midnight Kiss was like no I can't pay, I think I still would have done it. Because I was like, this is good, and uh, it has a publisher, and it has a, a pitch. So this is a professional thing. Mm-hmm. So basically, there you go. Awesome. I like it. Yeah, well, that'll wrap up uh, emails. I do have three brief Apple reviews. Do you want to do those, or you want to skip them? We're at an hour and 20 minutes. We usually go Let's hour do and one. a half. Let's do you one. You want to do one? All right. Well, I am going to play favorites just a little bit here because I know one of them, this most recent one from May 29th, is from our friend Nigel as he's signed it here. Uh, And so I'm going to read that one because the dude's the best. Uh, He says, opposite of a poo cast. And I agree. (laughs) These guys, they got the goods. The best Venom-related podcast that sometimes talks about Venom. The legal takeover saga starring Chip Zdarsky and Charles Soule was hilarious, but I'm glad that the show is back in the right hands, the loving hands of Ryan Stegman. This sometimes punctual show make you the sometimes punctual show will make you laugh for hours on end. Even though Donny Cates is wrong about the Beatles and the Rolling Stones, I'll keep listening, and hopefully we'll have this podcast around long enough to see these supple boys become supple men. Griffin <laughs> and Ethan are the real stars. Yeah, I said it. Stay woke, Venom boys. Nigel. Wow. Oh, so you read the one where you get called oh, I did. the, the real star of the show. Interesting. Oh, whoops. Was, I think you picked that, that at random. Sorry, that was a random pick. Well, <laughs> no forgiveness. Uh, I'm furious. And this is the last and, episode. Yeah, I'll never forgive you. That's it. Boop, 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 boop. Roll the end song. Um, all right. Well, we'll see where this goes, I guess, Fat next week. Fat Teppy asks, do, he noticed that I wrote Venom Unleashed. Do I want to write more? Do I want to do more writing? Yes. The <laughs> Uh, of yeah, course. No, I, I have I have talked to plenty of editors. Um, that's that's on the uh, docket. Um, I need to get some time to put a pitch together, but absolutely, I will be writing more. Super excited for it, Ryan. Um, but until then, until next episode, this will be it for right now. Uh, so thanks so much for joining us for another stream, another episode, guys. We really appreciate it. All those in the chat. Thanks for coming out once again. All those that emailed us, left an iTunes review, thank you so much for doing that. You have no idea, especially um, the Apple reviews. That's super, super helpful to the show because that gets us a bit more uh, reach in the search results and everything like that. So that's definitely a help. So if you've got the time, we would love if you did that. Um, So we're on Apple Podcasts, of course. Where else can you find us? Spotify, Google Podcasts, and stagmanandfriends.com. Ryan... Do you have any other closing words before I say all the rest of the things? Uh, you both look great. I'm very <laughs> proud of you. Thanks, Ryan. Um, nice. The world's on fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's end it. The, the world podcast, or the podcast? The podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Uh, if you want to send us an email for um, the next mailbag episode, whenever that is, you can do so at uh, stegmanandfriends at gmail.com. 
and it'll be awesome. Yeah. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Stegman Show. Uh, you can follow Ryan, of course, at Ryan Stegman. We're the Supple Boys, me and Ethan here. You can follow us at Griff Sheridan, that's me, and at Tales to Astonish, Ethan. And then, of course, at Supple Boys, where you can stay up to date on all the stuff that we are working on, including our other podcast that's part of the Amazing Friends Podcast Network, the titular show, Supple Boys, there. Um, and uh, it's pretty good. I think it's all right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like it. Uh, we also have another show, Devil's Advocates Book Club. Uh, it's been a second since we've been able to do an episode, but like we've said, we're hoping to do one soon. I know uh, Donnie talked about it right here on the show. We want to talk about The Matrix, the, uh, the three Matrix films, the Animatrix, and then some of the comics stuff that they put out. Uh, we want to talk about all that stuff in an episode, so that'll be cool. Stay tuned for that. Stay tuned for whatever's coming up. Ryan, we are inching ever closer to the 50th episode of your podcast. Uh, how do you how do you feel about that? Is that the next episode? I think technically, like upload number wise, that'll be the next episode. Um, I don't care. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard of one of them. <laughs> That's all right. That's fine. No, no need. No need. It's uh, it's all good. We're producing a great show and people love it, apparently. That's good. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. We'll catch you guys next week for whatever next week is. End of the episode. Stay Brian, amazing, friends. Stay oh, amazing, but first, friends. remember to smash that like button. Yep. Hit the subscribe. Hit the bell icon. Yeah, hit the bell, whatever that means. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, thanks so much.